0: Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 248, October 17th, 2019. 84 degrees on this day in 1910. And 22 was the low on two occasions, 1948 and 1952. These records are brought to you, keeping in mind, of course, that they're absolutely meaningless because they only capture about 150 years of the cosmic scheme. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on production. Chris Revers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I think it's very telling that Ilhan Omar, and uh, also Keith Ellison, by the way, are giving their support to uh, Bernie Sanders. And completely ignoring their own senator. That's surprising. Which tells us that clearly uh, Amy Klobuchar is not crazy enough for them. She's not (laughs) socialist enough. She's not progressive enough. She's not enough of a Mysterian. And uh, it also would suggest that uh, uh, apparently uh, Ilhan Omar and uh, uh, Klobuchar would not have much of a working relationship. No. No. Right. Uh, And – Throwing that support to that fraud, Bernie Sanders, uh, to me, is extraordinarily informative. It just says that
1: it's very plain. I think it's wasteful, too. Well,
0: here, as a self-described Democratic Socialist, Senator Bernie Sanders has been outspoken about economic inequality, uh, and that's what appeals to Omar. During his 2016 presidential campaign and beyond, he declared that wealth inequality is the great moral issue of our time. No, it's not. Behavior is the great moral issue of our time. Moral and ethical clarity is the great moral and issue of our time. You old, ridiculous (laughs) fart. (laughs) Now that he's running for president again, the 77-year-old continues to advocate for the poor and middle class, including uh, appealing for a $15 an hour minimum wage in tuition-free colleges and universities. Back in 16, 2016, Sanders was allegedly the 19th poorest U.S. senator, according to the Washington Post. However, he has since published four books, and that's said to have helped make him a millionaire. Hmm. I wrote a best-selling book, Sanders told the New York Times. If you write a best-selling book, you can be a millionaire, too. According to estimates from Celebrity Net Worth, Sanders' net worth is roughly $2 million, based on his book sales, royalties, and speaking engagements. After receiving pressure to release his tax returns during his presidential bid, Sanders released 10 years' worth of returns on Monday, April 15. According to those returns, uh, he had an adjusted gross income of $561,293 in 2018 and paid a 26% effective tax rate. In 2017, his adjusted gross income was $1,131,925. These tax returns show that our family has been fortunate. I'm very grateful that... Grateful for that, as I grew up in a family that lived paycheck to paycheck, Sanders said. His returns also showed that Sanders only gave 3.4% of his adjusted gross income in 2018 to charity. Oh. Because uh, lefties don't, don't they're right. uh, typically not charitable at all. Uh, here's a look at what else is known about his income and assets. As a senator, he makes 174 dollars a year. That's according to Congressional Research Service. Uh, Sanders made $880,091.14 in book royalties in 2017. Those royalties including a $505,000 advance on his book, Where We Go From Here, which was published in 2018, according to Newsweek. Sanders has three books published by Macmillan and one book, Outside in the White House, published by Verso Publication. Get this, in 1987, Sanders recorded a politically focused folk album, uh, through Todd R. Lockwood, works mm-hmm. called "We Shall Overcome." What mm-hmm. uh, is he singing? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 in 2015, I, polit- I think the I think that was played at Guantanamo to torture people. I'm, I'm, I'm on I'm it right please. now. Yes, please. <laughs> in 2015, uh, Politico reported Sanders owned at least two homes, one in Vermont and one in Washington D.C. According to Forbes. Sanders and his wife Jane O'Meara Sanders bought a four-bedroom, two and a half bath house in Vermont in '09 for 405 grand. He also reportedly bought a one-bedroom townhouse in D.C. in 07 for 488 grand, and he bought a third residence in 2016, a house on Lake Champlain in Vermont for 575 grand, according to the Washington Post. Hmm. From 81 to 89, Sanders served as the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, which was his first job. He's never had a job. He received he receives an annual pension for that. And in 2017, he received five thousand one hundred and thirty seven dollars. According to estimates from money, Sanders retirement savings total more than a mill. Does he have other things? Yes. All other assets on Sanders 2017 financial disclosure form include including stock and mutual fund accounts were listed under his spouse except for two joint accounts one with the US Senate Federal Credit Union valued at somewhere between 100 and 250 grand and one with the People's United Bank in Vermont, its value between fifty and a hundred grand. So, uh, Ilhan Omar, uh, if you're buying this, uh, this frauds BS, uh, that doesn't surprise me that you would buy it. Your intentions have been perfectly clear to me since you got into the political arena, and uh, I think it's uh, very telling and not very warm of uh, Ilhan Omar and Keith Ellison to ignore their own senator.
2: Do you feel that uh, I? I kind of think the uh, Ellison supporting him is more alarming than Omar. Supporting
0: him. No, that doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me at you all. You don't find that alarming at all? Not, nothing's alarming anymore. Nothing's mm-hmm. alarming anymore. Uh, time out.
1: Time <laughs> out. Time um, out. <laughs> 1987. Mm-hmm. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Bernie Sanders. As I went walking, no, <laughs> no. That no. rivet of highway. no, no. I saw above
2: me, saw, saw. That endless skyway. Oh my God, I is. saw below me wow. that golden valley. You're not messing with no, us. No, I'm not and joking. that on there this is. earth,
1: there will be peace. There will be justice. <laughs> there will be human brotherhood. If you're looking at a president. Oh, my gosh.
3: Oh, can we just listen to that? I want to play guitar with that it. Ribbon oh, wow. of
1: highway. <laughs> you fraud. <laughs> you <laughs> hypocritical
4: old commie fraud
2: there you go you when you were reading that last article you already tossed it didn't you you mentioned when, I he, got it right when here. he mentioned uh, uh, when he was making under a mill he paid a tax rate of 26% no no, uh, no. read that again because
0: According to those returns, the Vermont senator's adjusted gross income was five hundred and sixty-one thousand two hundred ninety-three dollars in twenty eighteen, and he paid a twenty-six percent effective tax rate.
2: Okay, what was the tax rate he paid when he was making over a mill? I don't. Know. The, the article didn't have that. I think the highest tax rate thirty-nine.
0: Thirty-nine. <laughs> yeah. huh?
2: Um, because...
1: As, as I went walking...
3: It sounds like Dracula.
1: It does, right?
2: It sounds like Dracula. <laughs> one, two, <laughs> three.
0: Uh, three uh, As I was walking on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Late
2: one on night. On. <laughs> Late one night.
0: Shiny purple people leaders.
2: <laughs> so Bernie's all about taxing himself then. Because he doesn't like billionaires. And... Mm.
0: No. But millionaires, it's just so stunning what the 5th Congressional District got itself into. They got it. They got themselves into a woman who has absolutely zero interest in them or this state up to and including the rejection of her own senator who is a female, and instead chooses an old, white, straight female. You would think that would go against her agenda. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's the one who wants to confiscate the most money from people, even more than Warren. So that's who Omar's with.
2: But could this in turn help Amy by her now being able
0: to attract maybe some conservatives or people from the middle? Sure it could. And the other thing you got to think of is maybe this Omar is so full of herself, she thinks she might get chosen as his running mate. Ooh. Ooh. Oh! Ooh. Oh! Oh! That's an alarming. Or thing. AOC might think the same thing, and Rashida Tlaib. You know, the three have thrown their support the to squad. Bernie, the yeah. fraud. Maybe they all think they're going to be a VP candidate. The fraud squad. I mean, the fraud squad. Maybe well, all three together, the yeah. squad can be just the vice president. Why can't we have three <laughs> vice presidents? Yeah, right now, during the debate, it was pointed out to me. I didn't see the debate, but it was pointed out to me by a fellow who watched it religiously that during the, during the debate, there was a television ad by the Freedom From Religion Foundation. I missed this. It's, I, it's probably unlikely that the Freedom From Religion Foundation, that's the group down in Madison, Annie Gaylor, Annie Gaylor. who they raced to the scenes of, uh, of religious crimes in their 1959 Pontiac Ambulance Hearse. Oh, yeah. That's nuts. the Freedom right. From Religion Foundation. Right. And so during the debate, it came on uh, as a 32nd television commercial. I want to hear it. Ronald Reagan Jr.
3: Hi, I'm Ron Reagan, an unabashed atheist, and I'm alarmed by the intrusions of religion into our secular government. That's why I'm asking you to support the Freedom from Religion Foundation, the nation's largest and most effective association of atheists and agnostics, working to keep state and church separate, just like our founding fathers intended. Please support the Freedom from Religion Foundation. Ron Reagan Lifelong Atheist, Not Afraid of Burning in Hell. That was the end. Okay.
1: Huh. Matthew McCoskey, Afraid of Burning in Hell. Is that in fact a problem? Burning in hell?
2: No. (laughs) I think it would be a problem. The church and the government in bed together. Well,
0: I don't think it is.
2: It it really doesn't seem like it from my
0: perspective. Freedom from religion. That's fantastic. He didn't give any examples either. Well, he He only
2: had 30 seconds. That goes pretty quick. Just making a general statement.
0: Now, CNN has a fellow in their employ named John King. Are you all familiar with John King? Yes, John King. Who I would think his uh, liberal bona fides are well established. Mm -hmm. Am I uh, I okay with that, John? Uh, I've never never taken him that way. All right, that's mm -hmm. fine. Uh, But he's under attack now by Mysterious. what do he do? Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you what he did. Oh, good. That would be suspenseful. He's getting grilled over two words he used. He was responding to the news that Ocasio-Cortez was reportedly going to endorse the presidential campaign of Bernie Sanders. And he said, it's an extension of what we see tonight, meaning the debate night Mm -hmm. two nights ago. Was it two nights ago? Yes. Yes. Tuesday. Tuesday. It's an extension of what we see tonight, a debate about not only who is going to lead the party, but where is the party going, said King. They are more of the younger, fresher faced. More aggressive, more liberal, less compromising, less talking about working with Republicans, he said. Representatives Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib are also said to be endorsing Sanders. The two with Ocasio-Cortez were a part of what has been dubbed the squad, a far-left progressive minority female members of Congress challenging the Democratic establishment. But it will also, I think, continued King, have some of the other candidates saying, wait a minute, is it too far left? Is it too uncompromising? Too urban? Is it too internet? Does the Democratic Party need to find a broader audience? Is it going to uh, stoke the very debate we saw play out on the stage tonight? What were the two words he used that got him in trouble? Um, that's, that's easy, I <clears> think. <throat> you, you don't say it then. See the if other morons on? can no. get it. No. I, I, didn't, I don't know. Too urban. Oh. That doesn't... That doesn't signal a thing to
3: me. I knew exactly me, me, what he that meant. Means living so, in did, the city. so did I, but, but I, I guarantee you everybody else took it differently. Right? Gangsta? But, but he, too, mean, too he
0: means life closest to the tallest buildings. Yeah, exactly. Oh, come on. But but to Urban, Urban now apparently has become a euphemism for blackness. Well, it it has for quite a while. I know, but I don't think that's what he intended at all. No, I don't either. I always think of AOC and Ilhan and Rashida Tlaib as urbanists. Yes. Without without any connotation in my mind whatsoever of race. Wow. It's an example of power washing, but not really. Mm -hmm. As Kenny points out, Urban has long been a... uh, triggering word but you're right also because you'd have to
2: be completely insane to use urban and mean too black
0: right
3: he just off the rails insane and he's not he's he's an analyst he's not an anchor so he always talks politics so you know he wasn't saying too black of course he wasn't
0: a video of the comment was posted by andrew lawrence of the far left progressive news outlet media matters progressives and others said the question was racist and complained on social media that showed a bias against the campaign of Sanders. He's merely rhetorically wondering, where are you going with this party? Are you going to go with the young uh, gals who are taking in this direction? Or are you going to try to find a compromise? Are you going to try to pull yourself back to the middle? And that's now seen by the mystery. That's now seen as an attack against Sanders. Who, who should be attacked? He's a fraudulent hypocrite. Right. <laughs> CNN, you are like watching the stages of death and dying. First one is denial, uh, said labor activist Roseanne DeMauro. John King using racist language like too urban isn't surprising. His entire show is about treating kids in cages, Kurdish genocide, and every other thing as as plays called in a game rather than human rights abuses. His career is based on eliminating humanity from reporting. I, I've never known that. Uh, John King uh, asked if the squad endorsing Bernie is too urban. Urban has been a code word for ghetto, and somebody tweeted, bleep tweets. Wow. Still trying to wrap my mind around what too urban means. When matched up with too young and too internet, it... It comes off as part racist, part effete snobbery, How? with a dose of out of touch. Is he saying the votes of young women of color aren't necessary? But these—I'm reading tweet responses yeah, of yeah. people that who's who's uh, have no news value, right?
2: So, devil's advocate, ad, uh, advocate, what uh, what words should he have used?
0: His words are. To, were uh, entirely acceptable to me because I didn't ever uh, make even five seconds of thought that he was referring to black people. I can't I think it. of
2: one because what's the opposite
0: of too, urban? Uh, urban. Too,
3: too big city.
0: Or here. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what he, okay, but, yeah. you could do this, uh, but it, but it will also, I think, continued King have some of the other candidates saying, "Wait a minute, is it too far left? Is it too uncompromising? Too close to the country's tallest buildings? Is it too internet? See, I just replaced urban with too co- close yeah, to the country's tallest too building." Long. They would have, they would have found something wrong.
1: Yeah. yeah. Are you implying that because they're too close to the? Uh, no, no. They would have found
0: something wrong because he had the audacity to behave as he should, uh, questioning. Do you? Are you people comfortable going this far left? Because you're guaranteeing Trump's re-election. Right.
2: <laughs> how did they
3: not s- How do they not see that? I don't
2: know. How can they?
3: Love is blind. How can they be so stupid? King tweeted yesterday, please don't take a snippet and twist my words. I said they are leading new voices in the party, but also part of the debate we saw on stage tonight, some candidates argue points that the party are too liberal, too urban, was a policy point. It had nothing to do with color. Of course I I would have to agree. I'm
0: I'm taking King at his word. I I have no problem with what he said. It's
3: just
0: just become a – and the division, you know what it does? It just continues the division. It, it just it widens the moat. Yep, yep. The moat is getting wider and wider and wider with these nutcases. Accusing that him. endless skyway. <laughs> oh my god.
3: <laughs> I saw below me. Almost got a reggae field on it. And, it and, wo- and
2: wouldn't he, if he meant too black, just said too black?
0: You know that might have got him Well, if he had the balls to do that, I don't uh, know. But it isn't too black, But yeah, it's right? Not, yeah. Right, it's not. The but, first thing I when I hear too urban in that context, the first thing I see is is oh, uh, 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 what's her name, Ocasio? What's her first name, Alexandria? Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was remembering that uh, that little clip of her and her uh, aides looking out the window at a storm warning in Washington. <laughs> <right>? That they're <laughs> just God. they're just right. so cityfied yeah. that they don't understand anything beyond. The belt line of whatever city there is. Somebody's
2: got to get out there and
0: save those save, people. There are people killing time, having a heater in a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of. Too urban, me. Too <laughs> urban. Remember the New Yorker article by the fellow who wrote this precious, pompous, arrogant piece about we shouldn't have. Uh, Chick Fil A in our city in Manhattan. Remember that? Yes. Oh, that's what. I, that's all the kind of stuff that comes to mind when I read when I read uh, King's quote. Uh, too urban. They are too urban. They know nothing about this country.
1: Dan Pippen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They know nothing about this country. They know nothing about hardware stores. They know nothing about farming. They know nothing about pickup trucks. Right. They know nothing about hardship. They know
3: nothing.
2: And yet. They're telling us how to live our lives. That's
0: right. Yeah. We'll be back in just a moment.
5: Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Academy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in January, February, or March and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800 967 3389. 800 967 3389.
2: Here's a man who lives near the world's
0: tallest buildings. When I hit a button, a red square comes up. Jones so Sucere. I gotta show Rook something, sorry.
1: Hoo-hoo.
0: Oh, no! I right, fix it later. To hell with it. To hell with it. Mike Fratelloni notes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. I was just listening to the Wednesday show and I was trying to successfully answer all of the IQ questions. The lily pad question has left me perplexed. We're all familiar with the power of compounding and when something doubles 48 times, it gets pretty big. In fact, if the lily pad started out at just two square feet and doubled 48 times, it would be about 284474976000000 or so square feet. We all know that a square mile is 27,878,000 square feet. So the pond would have to be approximately (laughs) 10,096,000 square miles big. That got me to thinking. A gallon of Aquaside covers approximately one acre. There are six hundred and forty acres in a square mile, so one would have to buy six billion four hundred and sixty-one million gallons of aquacide to have a clean pond. I sure would be happy. Keep yeah. up the podcast. My math may not be correct. I was in doing it. I was doing it while enjoying my favorite Fratelloni-sponsored podcast. Cheers, Mike.
2: Here, I here. think he's having a little fun. with it. I still don't kick question number one. That be, and you can don't don't even bother no. explaining it because it, it will never. We,
3: we tried more times with
1: Kenny yeah, after the show it, and it, still it, it makes
0: it. zero sense to He's me. He's got mad. You can get a bat and ball for a dollar 10. But. The bat costs a dollar more than the ball. The ball costs 10 cents. No. But let's just move on.
2: Because yeah. I, I, agree. I agree. You're not going <laughs> to You know yeah. what
1: Kenny, you're right. It costs 10 cents. Yeah. 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 Thank you you can say. pay 10 I cents. Knew, I knew I was yeah. right.
0: I'm getting mine for 5, right. but <laughs> if you want to get <laughs> Uh, gender studies professors suggest President Trump is to blame for obese black women. Now, I will say this: uh, Trump can be blamed for many things. I don't think he can be blamed for anyone's obesity. No.
2: What What are they
0: basing that on? Uh, 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 this is Brittany Cooper University. Uh, it
1: looks like it's a an what, Oprah Winfrey. What's, what's
0: she's on an Oprah Winfrey show? What uh, school? Her, his name is Brittany Cooper. Uh, let's see here. I can't, but when I print something from Glenn Beck's website, uh, the printing is never clear. I always get an ad over some copy or whatever, so I don't know what her school is. Uh, quick, find me that, please. Anyone? Anyone? <coughs> Uh, Brittany Cooper, John. Brittany Cooper, studied? a Rutgers University Rutgers, professor. Rutgers, that's it. Rutgers. Yes. Okay. And you wonder why the academy has failed. She's a professor? Yeah. In wow. the failed academy. Oh. I hate when people talk about black women being obese. I hate it because it becomes a way to blame us for a set of conditions that we didn't create, Cooper said. We are living in the Trump era. And look, those policies kill our people. What What is she talking about? <laughs> Cooper also claimed that white women have an advantage when shredding unwanted pounds because black women are more stressed because of Trump. But why have me read it? Let's listen to Brittany right here. And uh, she's a very uh, sizable woman.
3: Like, I hate when people talk about black women being obese. I hate it because it becomes a way to blame us for a set of conditions that we didn't create. We are living in the Trump era. And look, those policies kill our people. You can't get access to good health care, good insurance. The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower. And what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism.
1: It's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't
3: work for you the same.
0: Uh, we don't know that. Well, Was she slimmer uh, under the
2: Obama administration? <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> diets don't work the same for any two people. Right. Rookie and I could eat the same thing. We're all both big dudes. Right. We could eat, go on the same diet, and one of us would lose quicker. It's just the way it works. And my health care sucks. I pay 800 a month, and... Oh my God!
0: My service is awful,
2: and I'm, I'm a middle-aged old white fat ass.
0: I'm no uh, expert on physiology, but if you see this gal, uh, she's 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 obese. Is uh, she a uh, a bigger gal?
1: One of she my is.
0: girls. No, she's too big for you. But <laughs> my point my point is know, so. I'm I'm trying to keep this somewhat civil. Uh, she's a very large woman, and my suspicion is. That she was a very large woman before Trump came onto the scene. But wouldn't that be a, a, a safe, fair, fair uh, assessment? A, a yes. safe assessment?
2: From what I gathered, she's blaming Trump's policies right. and For the policies in place that are keeping her uh, overweight. A- a- and they're hampering her ability to lose weight mm-hmm. when I-, I truly believe it's an individual thing. Well,
0: of course it is. But she's part of the failed academy. That was some sort of Oprah Winfrey Channel show called "Black Women Having a Conversation." Or?
1: Yes, or uh, it's just kind of an extension of the regular Oprah show. But uh, uh, most of the I, I'd, the entire audience, it looked like it was uh, just black females. She cites she thinks she's citing a body of work that says that
0: uh, oh, black women uh, have more stress factors that would contribute to their gaining weight. Well, again, you had eight years of a black president in this country where you did you weighed 98 pounds for eight years. And then Trump announces his candidacy and you blew up to about 350. I wonder what Oprah had to say about that because her.
6: Like, I hate to blame
3: us for a set of conditions that we didn't create. We are living in the wait, Trump no, era.
1: Ooh. Uh, that's what I like right here. Uh, listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oprah has.
4: And look, those. Now,
0: in fairness, she's sitting next to a very uh, s- slim uh, black woman about whom I know nothing, and we just didn't play her response to that. But in fairness, her response was, "We all have our personal choices right, to make," and right. oh, and, uh, okay. and 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 Brittany agreed with her. You know, but uh, the, this is the failed academy on display. Uh, the, the mere fact that there are gender studies indicates to me that the academy has failed. But that's neither here nor there. I like
2: Lizzo's approach. Here I am, baby. Love it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. This is all <laughs> literally, me, And I'm going to shake my ass. I love that girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should come back with the John Hyde newscast. Don't you? I do. okay. sure. All right. Brooke,
3: this doesn't work, so we won't play it. Uh, drops. Here's John Hi, Thank you, Joe. Before I get to news, let me tell you about my favorite place to eat up in my neck of the woods Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta. They have all all the Italian stuff. You want and some other stuff too. Family owned and operated by Greg and Rochelle Tigan there at 3603 Round Lake Boulevard. That's just about a mile north of Highway 10 at Round Lake and Bunker Boulevard. Right on the border there of Anoka and Andover. Uh, Greg and Rochelle have owned that for 34 years. They make all of their own sauces. The red sauce, the stuff they put on the spaghetti and the pizzas is wonderful. The Alfredo sauce is wonderful. Uh, they have three different options for pizzas. Whatever you like, you can get thin crust, double crust, deep dish. Uh, Thin crust is kind of what they're famous for. That's kind of the best thing. Uh, they make from uh, scratch lasagna. They have rigatoni that they bake for you. That is just wonderful with the sauce and tons of cheese. Uh, all the pastas baked, giving them a unique flavor that's fantastic. Garlic toast, garlic toast with cheese. Mm. Uh, you can also get yourself wine and beer, a 1919 root beer on draft. If oh. you are eating there, you can oh. eat in. Yes. 1919. 1919 root beer. Oh. Wonderful stuff. Oh, that's better than beer. You can get all that. Uh, if you dine in, you can also order out, uh, pick it up, take it home. And uh, you could also have it delivered to you. Uh, don't forget, Monday nights are $6 spaghetti night for dining, and that is a great deal. You get a big helping of spaghetti, add yourself a couple meatballs, you got a complete meal. They also have a Monday through Friday lunch buffet. Uh, they're also involved in fundraising and catering, so uh, check them out. Mancetti's, they are at 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, right where Anoka and Andover meet, just a mile north of Highway 10. Round Lake Bunker Boulevard, Mancetti's. What kind of news you got for us there, Johnny Boy? Well, let's start with a disability advocate filing a lawsuit against the city of Minneapolis and the companies that own the electric scooters. Oh, I'm going to bring this up today, but you go right ahead. The federal lawsuit filed by Noah McCourt says the city and scooter companies, Bird and Lime, failed to maintain the accessibility of public sidewalks, curb ramps, crosswalks, and transit stops in the city for people with disabilities. What's that mean? They're clogging things up? Exactly. Oh. He calls it an onslaught of unregulated dockless scooters. Oh, right. Claims the scooters discriminate against people with disabilities and the city's failure to accommodate people with disabilities and keep the public spaces accessible for them violates the Americans with Disabilities Act and several Minnesota statutes. McCourt was appointed by former Governor Mark Dayton to the Governor's Council on Developmental Disabilities. He serves as the chairperson of the State Subcommittee on Children's Mental Health. A spokesperson for Lyme issued this comment. While we can't comment on active litigation, Lyme is committed to finding a solution that works for everyone. The city of Minneapolis said Wednesday night it was not commenting on the lawsuit at
0: this time. I I detect a bit of windmilling here, too, uh, because we are led by rulers from the salon who don't want us in any type of vehicle. And uh, are encouraging us to walk everywhere and bring home a large sheet of plywood on your head <laughs> and, and and here here like, i didn 't think this would be the first lawsuit. I thought it would be a death. But here's a guy who's saying, look, I can't even walk down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. I going a trip over these damn things. They're, they're laying around everywhere.
2: Doesn't it look like some of them just get off yeah. while they're still moving? And then just let them crash. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Do you buy a, a limited amount of time and have then no idea. the time just runs out? It's like, a,
3: just drop them there. it's like a stopwatch or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I've never done it. <laughs> no, either have I. Say, so, Paul has raised these. I like cars. <laughs> yes, I do. I like turtles. <laughs>
2: I like electric bicycles I like Is electric I like. bikes too, yeah, they, when they work from well eco-fun. Yeah.
3: St. Paul has raised the sales age for all flavored tobacco, including menthol and e-cigarettes, to 21 St. Paul City Council voting unanimously Wednesday night, making the city the 53rd Tobacco 21 community in Minnesota. <laughs> all Just, right.
2: They're really hitting yeah. the hard issues. Boy, over they got there that figured out. On
3: your side, boy. It's, this is obviously a hot issue. You really gotta, uh, really can't on. take them on on this one. Yeah. It's the fifth community in the past three days to pass the Tobacco 21. Well, let's all pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> Maryland Representative Elijah Cummings died early Thursday due to complications from longstanding health challenges. He was 68 years old. Cummings was a sharecropper's son, became the powerful chairman of a U.S. House committee that investigated President Trump, and was a formidable orator who passionately advocated. Uh, Did I say orator? Orator. Orator. Thank you who passionately advocated for the poor in his black-majority district, which encompasses a large portion of Baltimore.
0: If he was 68, he was born in 1951. Is it an unfortunate truth of the American South that we still had sharecroppers in 1951. Well, we still have sharecroppers now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: and it's it's a tough way to to make a living if right. you're the owner of the property and you're sharecropping because you'd be better off
0: just renting it to the farmer. I, I picture sharecropping as an affectation of the 1930s. Oh no, it's an yeah, well,
2: well, it might be, but it, right now it's just an agreement between
0: the landowner right. and the farmer. Well, doing sharecropping the work. today does not mean what it did in 1930. Let's put it that way. Well,
2: you know what? This is an interesting topic. Let me look this up.
1: While you're looking that up, just a little. Uh, were you? Did Sorry. you have a little uh, bio for him? Uh, he was born in '51. Sharecroppers. He does was it say th-
0: where he was born.
1: Uh, he was born. Uh, it does not. Okay. I, w- I will find that though. But he was the third of seven children. He graduated with honors from the Baltimore City College High School in '69. Attended Howard. He's a he's a a success. Of course, look at the if he was that poor and he rose through the ranks and
0: he wasn't overweight.
1: Why wasn't he? <laughs> why wasn't his job like you to tell every African American you can do this? Yeah, uh, just like I did. Pick up your bootstraps and go. So uh, that's fine. To worry. I'm guessing
2: sharecropping in the South in the old days were the black people doing most doing the work. work. And getting very little profit. Right, absolutely. And now, as far as as far as what I've heard, sharecropping is uh, the farmer with fantastic equipment doing all of the work, and both the farmer and, and the, landowner. the landowner not making anything. Right, right. Neither one of them making
1: money <laughs> right now. He was born in Baltimore.
0: Okay, uh, were there sharecroppers in Baltimore? In Maryland, Maryland, where we. Maryland? I suppose yeah, you can yeah. have a farm in Maryland. Yeah, Maryland's mind?
2: right on the border yeah. of uh,
3: yeah. North and South. All right, Johnny. Maryland was uh, very instrumental in the Civil
0: War. Yeah, absolutely. Was,
3: uh, yep. uh, President Trump's first reaction they, of course, butted the heads on many things. Uh, President Trump's reaction came in a tweet in which he wished his warmest condolences to family and friends of Cummings. He said, I got to see firsthand the strength, passion, and wisdom of this highly respected political leader. His work and voice on so many fronts will be very hard, if not impossible, to replace. I wonder who made him do that tweet. Mm-hmm.
5: Well,
2: he, he's right. When he spoke, he could speak on anything. He could read a dictionary and I'd be mouth, you know, a gag, just eyes who, bugging Who died
0: out. recently that Trump ignored? Oh, no, uh, he didn't ignore. Uh, Cokie Roberts. Mm. He, his his condolence to Cokie Roberts was, well, she never did me any favors, yeah. but I'm sorry for yeah. her family. Yeah, it was Jeez. a
1: real backhanded kind yeah. of thing. Wow. Right? How do you think like that?
3: Uh, you think like that when you have no ability to have empathy or compassion for people. Oh. That's true. Uh, speaking of the president, he faced <laughs> off against both parties in Congress on Wednesday in an extraordinary confrontation over his decision to abandon America's Kurdish allies as the vast majority of Republicans joined Democrats in the House to condemn that policy in an overwhelming vote. President found himself increasingly isolated after withdrawing troops from Syria and clearing the way for the Turkish offensive against the Kurds. Uh, meanwhile, Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan had a simple response to President Trump's October 9th letter Mm -hmm. warning him against taking action along the Syrian border. Apparently, Erdogan read it and threw it right in the garbage garbage can. (laughs) Tore up the parking ticket. Sources (laughs) close to Erdogan confirmed to the BBC that the Turkish strongman thoroughly rejected the letter from Trump, in which the president threatened to destroy the Turkish economy if he took military action in Syria following his announcement several days earlier.
2: I have the letter. The letter? The full text. Don't be a tough guy. Dear Mr. President, let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy, and I will. I've already given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Brunson. I have worked hard to solve some of your problems. Don't let the world down. You can make a great deal. General Mazlan is that right, is yeah. willing to negotiate with you, and he's willing to make concessions that they will never have made in the past. I am confidently enclosing a copy of his letter to me just received. History will look upon you favorably if you get this done the right and humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I will call you later. Oh, Sincerely,
0: Donald J. Trump. And then here's what Erdogan did. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I
3: like that, "I'll call you later" thing, it yeah. sounds like about an eighth. I'll grade call you bro. later. I'll call you later. I'll give you pause. later, yeah. bro. I uh, I wrote a song about that. I, Get your real. I don't help it. Yeah, I how write. could you write a song about that? And for some reason, it made me think. I'm a big fan of Bossa Nova. Yeah, I yeah. love Antonio yeah. Carlos Jobim a lot, right? So, so for some reason, that popped into my head as this uh, lyric did. Yeah, letters to Earth again. Check out my words. Tough guys won't sell out the Kurds. (laughs) Let us to earth again. Let the let the Kurds do. I wish I could dance Bossa Nova. After all they didn't help out in World War (laughs) Two. Wish I had some maracas. Let us to earth again. How do we deliver? Doesn't really matter. Sold the Kurds down the river.
1: <laughs>
3: but the Russians love it. Yeah, the Russians love it. The yeah, the Russians
4: orange. love it. Oh, my I'll see you later.
2: You're going to have to release a best of it at some point, Johnny.
0: <laughs> right. Of all your... Uh... Now, these are being captured, yeah. right? These are being captured, these songs. They're being captured for the website, or the. Uh,
1: I'm sure they are. Yes, I'm no, sure. Mr. Well, you Reavers, have to yeah, that Mr. Reavers is to figure is out some be way, way to out. capture.
2: Leave Leave him out to figure out a
3: capture. Being captured. Yeah. Uh, the twins have parted ways with TC Bear. Well, anyway, the man behind the team's mascot. His name is Farquart. No, it's no, Wilfart. I mean Wilfart. Greg Wilfart has yeah. been in the costume since the year 2000. Never seen him. No, just as TC Bear. I've never seen him either, but I've had a really mm. fun relationship with him on Twitter. Oh. Yeah, and I think he's a listener to this program. Huh. He is. On Wednesday, Twin spokesperson Dustin Morse said Greg departed the, the organization. We thank him for his many years of service. For his part, Wilfart told the Star Tribune in a Twitter message he wasn't ready to talk about it yet. Morse added there will be open auditions for the gay If you're looking for the job, they'll be held in the near future. The team said. TC there Darren, you go, Rook. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, nobody. He was the best mascot ever. He really was a. He was a very athletic. Nobody's going to equal him. He used
3: to ban. He could uh, those home run. Yeah. He could swat
0: that yeah. ball. Yeah, uh, he
1: really could. He, uh, he was. Well, he was, let's, he was, let's
3: cut to the chase. What did he do?
0: We don't, we don't know. know.
1: Yeah, we don't know. Twins really won't say. Twins won't say. And Greg won't. Bears say. are very. Um, they're quiet,
0: aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're quiet. So mm.
1: bears don't normally. You know, that could have been a tell. today's
0: bear update. Uh, That's true. We don't need to do that, but it could have been. Evidently, gotta, uh, Patrick Klinger was the guy that hired him many, many
2: years ago, and they remained friends. Uh Klinger, you, you know what he, he was, right?
0: I
3: The name's ringing a bell. Well,
1: right. a kid. He was the marketing. Oh, yeah. Marketing guy. Good.
3: I, uh, uh this morning, Kenny, I, I accidentally made a joke, which I found really funny oh. after Kenny told me I made a joke. Do I still have that? Okay. Hold <laughs> on. I'll look it up. Kenny tweeted uh, about uh, no, this whole thing. I didn't tweet. Or, I, I mean, messaged me. Yeah, and, and I, I erased it. He, he, he asked if... Uh, Does if anybody knew... know what happened
2: yeah. to TC Bear?
3: And I answered... I said, no, we don't, and he's not talking, meaning it very seriously because he's mm-hmm. not talking. He's a bear. Well, it, well, no, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. I just meant this person, Greg, is yeah. not talking, and Kenny answered, is that a joke? Not bad if it was <laughs> And I said, well, I guess it was, although I didn't realize it. I'm funnier than I think I am, obviously, or something. California governor. Do you think D- he
0: ever climbed into somebody's car in his bear suit and just tore the hell out of it?
1: <laughs> Ripped up the Bear? Seats. What are you doing, bear? Bear? <laughs>
3: California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a bill making it legal to cook and eat roadkill in California. <laughs> Fantastic. They're they're working on the hard issues too, aren't they? The roadkill bill won't go into effect until 2022. It'll allow people to salvage and eat animals that they unintentionally hit or find on the roadside. You'll have to get a salvage permit in exchange for information about the animal, where and how it was killed. If you're wondering, here in Minnesota... I'm not, because we do too. Ten bucks. You can. It's legal. And you're if you find it or hit something, you're supposed to call a law enforcement officer and they will uh, let you take it home for supper. They'll give you an authorization. There's not
2: one no. law enforcement officer that enjoys doing that. I used to listen to this on, uh, on the scanner, and it's called a K car. The guys that drive the DNR cars, the... Uh, game wardens, they're the K cars, and uh, it's always the same thing—a collective groan when somebody requests a permit to bring home a dead deer because it's sure ten it bucks and it's
3: it's the state's deer, you know. Yeah, oh, Lord Joe, you you golfed yesterday, you said, huh? Things, I things went well. Yeah, you played well. Yeah. Uh, do you are you familiar with Leanne Walker? Yeah, Leanne, the LPGA. Yeah, she used to be. She hasn't played in a long time, and right. the rules have changed. So How many she, penalties, John? Fifty-eight. She had. Uh, she shot us eighty-five and seventy-four two rounds at the yeah. Senior LPGA Championship Jeez. at the French Lake Resort. However, yeah. yeah, she had to add forty-two penalty shots to her first round, yeah. turning that into a one twenty-seven, and sixteen more for round two, turning it into a ninety. Uh, the reason, uh, the rules have changed a bit since she last played. Uh, She split time between the LPGA Tour and Symmetra Tour. She thought it would be fun to compete this year. Uh, She heard this was a beautiful course. Uh, She's not involved in tournament golf, though, and apparently now you can't have your caddy behind you when you uh, putt and And that continues she must have happened.
0: done that fifty eight times continuously wow.
3: happened so uh, she was uh, she, I could have beat her she at one twenty seven I could play her <laughs> she, she wasn't mad about it though she laughed and said, "Well, maybe at least I made the Guinness Book of world Records
0: but well, what I don't finished. understand about this story is, okay, fool me wants shame on me yeah didn't she didn't somebody say Hey, did they, they go hole by hole by hole? Well, and something they just stopped doing also?
2: it. They must have waited till the end of the round, right? It's, it's like, like
0: my kid who hits something never stops hitting it, <laughs> it keeps <laughs> dragging it all the way. You know, you,
2: you golf nerds and your ridiculous little rules. You're really a really a tedious bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You're you're a, just a general pain in the ass. Right. Each and every right. one of you. Right. This is a sport where World's people... World's most ethical sport. This is a sport where people at home see something. Oh, and that infuriates And me. they pick up the phone and call one of the... What are they, line judges? Or real, like, no, real quickly, line I'll referees.
0: tell you... Referees. Real quickly, I'll tell you the best one. Craig Stadler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send him to a break there, sorry. No, my, my
1: hand hit the mouse, I'm sorry. Uh,
0: Craig Stadler was playing Tory Pines. The ball's under a pine tree. Takes a towel from his bag, folds it into a square, kneeled on the towel so he wouldn't get a, a well, pine sap on his pants. Sure. And somebody picked up the phone and reported him for building a stance. And he got penalized. Wow. Building a stance.
2: Well, you're proving my point. I know I am. That's ridiculous yeah.
0: and stupid. And yet one time Tiger Woods had about 12 professional wrestlers come out of the audience, the crowd in Arizona, and move a boulder that weighed about 7 million pounds so he could hit a shot. Really? And that wasn't a penalty. It's a weird game. It's a weird game. Oh, no wonder people.
6: Oh, not yet. Okay, yeah.
2: good. <laughs> no wonder people break their clubs yeah. over their knees.
0: Thanks, Jeff. O- oh, you bet. Yeah. We'll be right back.
2: Now, rookie. Now. 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 Right
4: now. Hey, it's Reavers. And for a couple of weeks now, I've been telling you about some of our new friends over at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. And boy, you know what? others, you, you have not disappointed. You've been showing up in droves. And trust me, it's very much appreciated from Todd and Tom, the owners there. They are huge fans of Garage Logic. But get this their new fall menu is out. Yes, I'm talking about the Scratch Midwest Kitchen at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins, Main Street and 11th, of course. But how about this? Breaking news on Twitter yet another new happy hour edition. Wet your appetite for this one the fried pickles. I know. Listen, hear me out. Beer battered using Bell's Two-Hearted and Central Waters Mud Puppy Porter with a homemade sweet mustard barbecue. Uh Uh-huh. Bell's Brewery Central Waters Brew Pub. It's fantastic. You have to get online. Go to 30Bales.com right now. Make a reservation or just call the restaurant. Todd and Tom, it's a fantastic spot. For your dinner, but it's also a great spot for lunch. Happy hour, Tuesday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Stop there right now. 30 Bales Restaurant, downtown Hopkins, 30bales.com. Let them know that Reavers and the Garage Logic crew sent you in today. The Earth is Not Your Mother. The Joe
1: Sugere Show.
0: If you really believed.
1: If you really,
4: really really believed,
0: would you get on top of a train in London and delay the departure of the carriage? Climate change activists from the Radical Extinction Rebellion group uh, put a guy on top of a train and uh, finally something good happened. The passengers dragged him out of there and kicked the hell out of him.
1: Are you in? Quite, quite. On.
0: They grabbed him around his legs and dragged him off the roof of the train, and said, "Hey, we're trying to get to work here. I have to get to work. I have to feed my kids. Get the hell out of here." A third Extinction Rebellion activist broadcasting the protest on the group's social media account said he was attacked and kicked in the head. Well, I'm not condoning that, but I am condoning dragging his sorry ass off the roof of the train and maybe sending him on his way. The radical left-wing outfit has been staging demonstrations in the UK to force attention on climate change. Well, you're not. If you really believe that that your, your behavior contributes to the climate changing, keeping in mind it always has and always will, then why in the hell are you burning more fuel like they did the other day at an airport, at London City Airport? Why are you delaying the train? What is the right thing to do? I'm not sure. Extinction Rebellion spokesman Howard Reese said, according to the BBC, I think we will have to have a period of reflection. Yeah, I think you should too, you fruitcake. <laughs> In the case of the airport, didn't the plane
2: have to go back and refuel? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. If you really believed, really? would you cause that to happen? Oh, hell no. British Transport Police said they were investigating the Canning Town station incidents, and that it was concerning to see that a number of commuters took matters into their own hands. BS, coppers. You weren't there. Eight protesters were uh, were arrested. It's important that commuters and other rail users allow the police who are especially trained to manage these incidents while the damn train would still be there. Uh, Unfortunately, there is still a risk that Extinction Rebellion will target the rail network during this evening's peak. We will continue to have extra officers on patrol and will work to disrupt any potential criminal action before it happens. Well, that's great. Uh, Piers Morgan apparently has a show uh, on British television. Yes. Yeah. Their version of what Good Morning America or something. I have no idea. Variety show. So, well, systematic. he brought in one of these extinction rebellion people. Uh, who was dressed up like a broccoli. The fellow was... Uh, oh, cute. Uh, was For brought, Halloween? And he called himself Mr. Broccoli. Oh, <laughs> clever And, wow. and uh, uh, Morgan apparently tried to get something out of this guy, but the guy was a complete dummy and had nothing to say. Uh, the vegan activist, aptly called Mr. Broccoli, appeared on the show but did not explain why the activist group have decided to shut down London. Mr. Broccoli, whose real name is believed to be Roland, <laughs> often dresses up as vegetables in order to demonstrate his solidarity with the climate change movement. During the strange exchange, the activist refused to answer why he believes plant-based diets will save the planet from imminent destruction. Uh, you've got some powerful friends and people like Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton's the uh, F1? F1 driver yeah. who flies around in private jets and right. races F1 cars, and right. he's, he's a climate change of activist. He is. Yeah. How are you going to persuade people like me who want a balanced diet of fruit, vegetables, meat, like we've always done, and think that's perfectly okay? Piers Morgan said. There's also increasing evidence that a strict vegan diet can have a bad impact on you. Mr. Broccoli responded by insisting, "I'm not a scientist. <laughs> no, you sure as hell aren't." <laughs> Co-host Susanna Reed interjected, are you a plant? Because your argument, dressed up as broccoli, just strikes me as absurd. You're wearing a costume, but you're trying to get a serious point across about veganism. Are you actually not part of animal rebellion and extinction rebellion at all, but someone who's trying to set up the whole movement? He sounds to me like uh, uh, the yo-yo guy. Well,
2: oh, yeah, that. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, the yo-yo guy. He's also a failed mascot, a mascot because everybody knows mascots don't speak. So when asked a question, he should have just put the upturned palms. Right. In, <laughs> Dude's his broke head the code. and
6: done a shrug. I'm just a, a humble broccoli, lover, but I want people to be able to feel like they can come and take part in this protest. Yeah, but you have we- to explain to them why you believe a plant based diet is actually going to be effective. If what? you don't know the science, how can you do that? It's quite easy. Well hang to on, try. sorry. I'm talking to Mr. To Mr. Broccoli. Thing. Well I I am just a broccoli. <laughs> Right, but Mr. Day. Broccoli, you have a point to make, don't you, other than just yes, yes, up in a Yes, my costume. point is that, that, environmentally speaking, we're in incredibly hot water, and we, we do need to transition. So you to don't the know why, you? you don't know the science. You don't know why we think we're in hot water. Well, I'm just a broccoli at the end of the day. I, I get <laughs> that. Yeah, but <laughs> oh. What are you doing there? Sorry, I, I've just got a call. That's the wrong way up. Hold on. He's answering yeah. a banana. Right.
1: So I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. I, he might be having yeah. a little fun with them because his uh, phone was a banana. You spend
0: two weeks paralyzing the city of London, and when we give you the chance to come on national television to present your case, you sit there dressed up like a broccoli saying, yeah, you should eat plants, Morgan said. Sorry, that's not enough. Well, they were too kind to this knucklehead. Get them off the... Don't invite them on. This has nothing to do with the environment. This has to do with the elimination of capitalism. It has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing. And broccoli. And broccoli.
2: Right. I would have dressed up like a brat. A big broth cheese. I would have done that.
0: Or bacon. Huh? Or I want a smoked, a pit-smoked yeah. pork brat. Yeah. Dress up like a bacon yeah. fireball brat. You know where you Oof. get them? Where? Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market in Hugo. It's right on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it because they have uh, the big GL logo flashing in red out in front. It's become a... GL gathering spot. It's the meat capital of the world. Don't even bother looking them
2: up on MapQuest or getting their address. Just look for the GL. Just look for GL. We had
1: a great great idea from Steve Mulholland. Yeah. In an effort to make Burn Man's inevitable departure from the campaign official, I make a motion that Spencer at Grunhoffers offer up a commemorative sausage. Bernie's big bank breakup rot. Yeah, <laughs> who that's knows good. a Trump roast? A Biden, Trump roast. Biden bacon. <laughs> yeah, or uh, klobuchar kielbasa. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Steve. That's that's pretty darn good. <laughs> I think so. Let's do that. Let's have a Bernie's big bank break-up. Brat, <laughs> a cloby kubota. Chloe- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Trump, Trump roast. Throw your Trump roast in the crackpot. Uh, a Warren wiener. Yes. <laughs> well. Okay. Um, uh, um. Sanders sausage.
0: Uh. Well. The point is, Ed Grunhoffers, you're going to find any kind of meat you want: chuck roast, uh, beef uh, tri-tip roast, uh, bacon, ham. Pastrami, smoked salmon, uh, and just the world of brats. What a weekend we're facing, or not facing, what a weekend we're anticipating. Uh, It'll be a great time to get up to Grunhofer's and load up for some weekend grilling. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right on uh, Highway 61 on the north end of Hugo. I'm surprised it took this long, but Halloween is now under fire for its effect on the environment and uh, animals.
1: How, how so? How, do how we, can it uh, Are black cats
0: upset? Fake cobwebs. What? Fake cobwebs trap animals.
1: Oh, my You've got to be mm-hmm. kidding me. Oh, my God. Do mm-hmm. no. you
0: know what this country spends on Halloween decorations? Oh. I think this is a sign that the end times it's are near be in the billions. Nine billion. 2.7 billion. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a little high. In Halloween decorations. Yep. <laughs> Two point seven billion. Wildlife organizations say they have seen an increase in animal visits to local rehabilitation centers for injuries related to the outdoor holiday decorations. Here's a picture of an owl that had got caught up in some decorative Halloween cobwebs outside a residence in Mill Valley, California. The poor owl! I never see an owl. I, maybe I should put the cobwebs out, and I'd see an owl. Who? What? Chris isn't
1: here, so I, I oh, I, I guess, playing the role of Chris Reavers today you. is John Height, the, the understudy fake
0: Cowboys. Fake cobwebs are a particular concern," said Lisa Block, director of communication for the Marin Humane in Novato, California. When they're strung across bushes and trees, wildlife can get stuck in those webs. With more people cur- conjuring spooky outdoor scenes for the holiday, wildlife organizations have seen an increase in animal visits to the hospital. The fake webs can trap animals," said Allison Hermans of Wildcare a nonprofit wildlife hospital and nature education center in San Rafael, California. Birds caught in them can damage their wings and claws. Chipmunks and other low to the ground rodents can also get caught and damage their paws. Well good, that would save me from trapping them. If you observe an animal in trouble, always call wildlife. Fake cobwebs, uh, well, Halloween lights and other items that dangle can pose problems for wildlife. Deer and elk can get holiday lights, netting, clothing and other materials stuck in their antlers. Wow. Said Jason Clay of the Colorado Parks and Wildlife's Denver office. He said, we see it every year. That would spook me out on Halloween if you saw a deer walking down the street all lit up. That's when you run.
1: (laughs) That's when you run.
0: (laughs) Be aware of what paths animals use in your yard and avoid placing decorations there. Pumpkins and other food items should be disposed of promptly. I always loved that pumpkin you see in March. Where it's all caved in. (laughs) You can still see the grin, but it's all collapsed on itself. Don't you guys have problems
2: with the critters eating your pumpkins? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Critters in our neighborhood devour them.
0: Don't leave any decorations up for an extended period. It's good to be mindful and remove the decorations as soon as you're done celebrating. Man, if I'm spending 2700000000 billion, I'm leaving them up as long as possible. Right. But been, I don't happen to have Halloween decorations. I tend to get pretty
2: lit up on Halloween as well.
0: I'm sure you do. We, uh,
2: <laughs> we go buy pumpkins on the day of Halloween because that's when the prices drop down to like five cents a piece. And you buy a whole ton of them and then you take them up to the farm and you use them on the shooting range. Yeah, They're so fun to shoot.
0: <laughs> I always get my pumpkin from Dave Downing. Is he still doing that? Dave Downing, a frequent <laughs> contributor, sells pumpkins under the Highland Water Tower. Mm-hmm. He hasn't started yet. I would imagine that, that uh, that'll be happening
1: any time. Now, he brings in a big wagon load from Bram, Minnesota, oh, and we, they're great pumpkins. We get ours from a nurse that is a garage logician in Grant, Minnesota.
0: Grant is out uh, Stillwater.
1: Yeah, uh, she's a huge GLer. And it's it's grab you. She got huge pumpkin. It's on the honor system too. You got to put your money in the thing, mm-hmm. in the lockbox, yeah. and you're good to go.
0: Well, I contribute to uh, Downey. He contributes to the show. As far as I'm concerned, or no, this nurse has never contributed one damn word to this show. <laughs>
2: when when you do the honor system, do you do like I do? Because they have these out in the country too, where they have the little stand at the end of the yeah. long driveway. I wave the dollar bills way up in the air yes. and, and turn around and make a big demo. Well, you're not at an auction. Like make, a make, make a big demonstration of placing the money in the pail <laughs> and,
1: and rifling through the two dollars that you have on your hand there <laughs> to Let's make see. it look like twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Why don't we come back with Johnny Height? Let's do it.
2: Ring bells are in town. Ring bells are in town. Hey, I was hunting ducks the other day. Twas hunting ducks the other day. And my dad's fancy Benilli semi-auto 12-gauge broke down. We almost had a fatal injury. Uh, but instead, he just sat there and watched my son and I as we shot our limit of ring bills. Uh, and he immediately started obsessing about which firearm he was going to buy to replace his cherished Italian shotgun. My suggestion, take that piece of crap, uh, oh, oh, I mean that fine Italian shotgun, huh. to uh, DK Mags in New Brighton, except whatever yeah, price. Don't
0: shortchange your old man's sale. Eh, it's, it's
2: broken. <laughs> Get rid of that thing. Whatever whatever they give you, take it uh, from DK Mags in New Brighton. And here's my suggestion. A brand new, beautiful Beretta 12-gauge with a 3-inch chamber. That's the answer, Pops. DK Mags, they will buy your firearm. I know, I know, firearm purchases, lifetime commitment, and it's not done. Uh, it's just not done, Kenny. Uh, but if you happen to have one you don't like or need, a shotgun, rifle, maybe a handgun, personal defense firearm, doesn't matter. DK Mags will buy or better yet, trade that firearm in for you. And that goes for Monticello Pawn and Gun, too. Same deal there. GLers, DK Mags, and Monticello Pawn and Gun, the best full-service gun store in the Metro. And seriously, my only choice for guns, ammo, and accessories. I even use them for smithing. Uh, good sele- a good selection, fair pricing, and seriously, the most experienced and friendly staff you'll ever deal with. No attitude. That's a big deal for me. Check out the website, dkmags.com. Better yet, stop into the DK Mag shop in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun up in Cello.
0: Smithing is very crucial to the plot of the Stephen Hunter book you're currently reading, which is called Game of Snipers. And it will be increasingly important when you read the first ever Bob Lee Swagger book by Stephen Hunter called Point of Impact. I've, it's really interesting reading this stuff, but
2: mm-hmm. I am not as blown away as you promised I was going to be. And, well, you know more about guns than me. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. But it is—it's—it's it's a fascinating
3: read. I am enjoying it. Here's John Haidt. Thanks, Joe. Uh, some uh, breaking news here. Not a lot of details, but apparently now Turkey has agreed to a ceasefire in northern Syria oh. between its forces and their allied rebels and U.S.-backed Syrian Kurds. Uh, that announcement coming from Vice President Mike Pence, who met with Turkish President Erdogan for a push uh, to push for the ceasefire. Erdogan, up to this point, has repeatedly rejected any idea of a ceasefire, saying his government would not negotiate with what it considers a terrorist organization. Uh, all of this comes one day after President Trump dismissed any concerns about the fighting there, saying that's between Turkey and Syria, not between Turkey and the United States, like a lot of stupid people would like us, oh, would like you, to believe.
1: Wow. Okay. Oh.
3: Wow. Pence and Erdogan met in Turkey's capital Ankara for one hour and 20 minutes, a one-on-one meeting that was originally scheduled to last 10 minutes. In footage released by Turkey State Media, Pence shook hands with Erdogan and said, thanks for seeing me. Uh, Later, a full delegation met, including Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, for a brief photo op. Uh, Nobody would answer any questions from reporters there, including questions about whether or not... Uh, the ceasefire was agreed upon.
2: Now it's well known among G Elders that you two, John Haidt and uh, you, Joe Souchere, are uh, kind of leading the uh, leading the fray in the Trump haters. You really, well, no, it's not really out front when it comes to hating Trump. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering if you two would like to go on record as to what happened yesterday in the uh, White House meeting when where both sides are saying the other side had a complete and total meltdown.
0: Right. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either, Ken. Oh, boy. You know what happened 30... (laughs) You guys are bold. You know what happened 30 years ago today? ABC was live on the air. Yeah. The earthquake that struck the uh, World Series game between... Well, it didn't strike the World Series game. It struck as the World Series was being played. Uh, You know what I took from that, other than earthquakes are terribly devastating? That's when I learned everything I've ever known or could know about the geography of the Bay Area. Well, and yeah. I credit Al, Al Michaels was my mentor. Yep, yep, he's on yep. TV and he's and I, I don't know what I thought uh, about San Francisco in my mental map at the time. Right. But it wasn't what I was seeing. And now I know now I know perfectly well that the, the, And I had never been to uh, San Francisco. I have been since then, but I've never was never there prior to 1989. Maybe I was. I don't remember. But uh I learned all I needed to know about the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and then Frisco's up at the end of that tip, and then there's the Golden Gate Bridge, and the other side is Oakland, and the whole deal. You know what? This reminds me. Are, are we going to talk to the boy from Falda today?
3: I don't think so. It's his birthday. Let him let him relax. Okay, let him have his fun. Yeah. There was a uh, very good, or there is a very good thirty thirty on ESPN about uh, that whole thing, an wow. hour long thirty mm-hmm. thirty. Uh, fascinating. Shows a ton of the clips from ABC uh, from that time and uh, the aftermath. So.
2: Does it? Does it show Royce pushing down women and children trying to... He jumped
0: from the press box to the field. He just jumped. It's It's about 400 400 feet, but he made
3: it. I I didn't see that in there. Uh, Thursday is the start of the first statewide youth deer hunting season. The season runs through Sunday, gives kids ages 10 to 17 a chance to hunt ahead of the full firearm season in November. Biggest crock of bull ever state originally held a youth deer season in 2004, but it was only in northwestern Minnesota. It's expanded over the years, now includes the entire state. Supervision is required, but adults are not allowed to hunt. With hunting ramping up, officials with the DNR are reminding Minnesotans who are out to start wearing their blaze orange and pink ah. in areas where hunting is. Place. You know why they do this?
2: They do this so you don't have to be a da- a good dad, a good grandpa, a good mom, a good grandma, or a good mentor when it comes to the real de- deer season. If you were a good mentor, a good parent, you'd just have your kid out there and sit with them during the regular firearms and season. And shoot stuff. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, this story will we'll get your hackles up. A black security guard at a Wisconsin high school says he was fired after a student used a racial slur against him. And then he repeated the word when he told the team not to use it. The reason? Madison school district officials say they have zero tolerance for employees saying any racial slur. But Marlon Anderson said he was just defending himself after a disruptive student unleashed a number of obscenities. The nice state, kid. State Journal says West High School principal Karen Boren sent an email to families Wednesday afternoon that racial slurs are not acceptable in schools regardless of context or circumstance. Anderson says he will fight the termination. It's not known what kind of disciplinary action the student will
1: face. Probably little or none in school suspension
2: for a day. Well, that, the guy shouldn't have lost his job.
1: Yeah, if that,
2: oh. if that actually played out the way it's been reported, mm-hmm. I, I'm on his team. Yeah. That's absurd. I've
0: got good news for you three. Yeah? What? And if Revers was here, I would have said, I've got good news for you four. All right, you're doing math. uh excessive brain activity is linked to a shorter life. So you guys are all going to live to be about 200. I'm well,
1: um, good here, huh?
0: <laughs> Researchers <laughs> at Harvard Medical School analyzed brain tissue and uh, came up with this nonsense that if you use your brain a lot, you're going to have a shorter life. So I was, I See I bro. Uh, Rook, you're going to live to be 400.
2: Yeah, Here I go. Let's do I, it. I don't know. I used my brain an awful lot during the, that three
3: question
1: quiz. I know. <laughs> you, just, you know what? It shortened your life. <laughs> you used up a lot of space. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Senator Amy Klobuchar says she raised $1.1 million for her presidential campaign in the 24 hours after this week's Democratic debate. A campaign manager Justin Bowen said late Wednesday the campaign had its best day of online fundraising, surpassing the day she launched her bid in February. The money's significant haul for Klobuchar, who raised just under 5 mil between July and September, and it comes at a critical time as she works to improve her polling numbers to meet requirements to take part in the November debate. Social media users have some strong opinions on former Three's Company actress Suzanne Summer's recent post, celebrating her 73rd birthday in nothing but her birthday suit. How'd that look? Where do I find this? Uh, The actress took to Instagram and Facebook Wednesday to share a photo of herself in Palm Springs, California. In the picture, she poses without any clothing, crouching in some tall grass with her arms covering her breasts. What's the point of trying to go see it? Here I am at 73 in my right, birthday. Yeah. She's also. I'm helped. looking at Mr. Broccoli. She's had a lot of a lot of work on her face yeah. too, which doesn't help. The post sent a shockwave amongst her many followers. Almost simply wished her a happy birthday. Some praised the actress for bearing it all in the racy picture. My picture won't come up. Others, meanwhile, chastised her for the risque snapshot. From the Star Tribune, if uh, if you didn't see this, I wish I had seen it live. <sighs> The William A. Irvin Museum oarship. Yes, did you see this? They moved is that it. The, the museum. Yeah, the gigantic ship. They moved it back into its slip in Duluth Harbor on Wednesday evening, maneuvering the six hundred ten foot Rook, vessel. Ruck, you're making
0: my eyes go bad. Knock it off. Show, Show me. me. Where Just is close it? Close your eyes. He's looking for Suzanne Summers. Believe me, yeah. it ain't worth the effort. Oh so my! Is.
3: Successfully maneuvering this. I guess I should use that story last, maybe. Huh? Right. Yeah. yeah. Maneuvering the 600- oh, six hundred seventy-three. What are you going to do? <laughs> Maneuvering the. the six- take a look.
0: I'd answer the call. The si- <laughs>
1: Maneuvering. Yeah. Kenny here.
0: What can I do for you? <laughs> be right over. I would answer the call.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, be right there. Makes it sound like a mission. Did yeah, I bring my tools? Ah, uh,
2: this is
1: more like <laughs> naked and afraid. No, I got it on this one here. Anyway, yeah, they, it's
3: all right. They moved the six hundred ten foot vessel through the opening of a pedestrian drawbridge. Oh, who, who that the might hell? be. Oh.
1: Shut
2: up, John. This might be hard what? on your eyes as well, Joe. Who the hell do you think you guys are? Well, why don't you pop that tarp off, Sushiray? Let's see what you're packing under that t-shirt. Gross.
0: I think she's good looking. Yeah, hell yeah. A lot of lot of uh,
3: aftermarket work went into
0: that. Right. Aftermarket.
3: Yeah.
2: I'll bring my tools over, yeah. Miss uh, Summers. No.
3: They, uh, Sit tight.
0: Don't move. They
3: anyway, move, they moved the ship in a in a very small space. None no, of us were business. listening to.
0: Did you I ever see that the uh, video of that cruise ship going through a canal in Greece? Never. Seen, with a never foot told. on yes. each side, yes. to spare. Oh, oh, really, really that. cool. Ooh, really
2: cool. You think you can put your pontoon on a lift? Yeah. To do that. Yeah.
0: Nearly now uh, they
2: they have drivers that do that right. I mean the ship nears the place and then a, a guy comes a out. Harbor sh- captain, yeah, a guy comes out. I don't
0: know, you know that they had a very talented guy. It was just remarkable. Yeah.
1: After a nearly forty-year run. What? It really, it really got you huh? It Really, just... well, you have no, you have no
2: concept, do you? Yeah,
1: you never... <laughs> don't turn the wheel. <laughs> Let's go. You've don't ne- turn
2: the wheel. You've never put a boat on a lift. You a couldn't pontoon. land a. You know
0: what you how you would land a boat? You would just drive it straight into the dock. Swanson, I want to go over there. Yeah. Just bam.
1: No, I have had experience docking a pontoon on the Saint Croix against the. Uh, How'd that go for you? Called the current well, about six or seven times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay then. <laughs> Those pontoons are like driving a well, garage. let me finish. <laughs> yes. About six or seven times, then I handed it over to my wife, who grew up on a lake, and parked it right away. <laughs> that's always how it, it was not a good day for my ego.
3: <laughs> After a nearly 40-year run, USA Today and its digital sites are about to undergo a major restructuring that will include building up digital marketing while phasing out the print edition of USA Today. When's the last time you looked at a USA Today? I... I've never come across their website daily
0: and have selected stories for for the show. I, I don't I haven't bought Print one. edition, yeah.
3: Nick paper. The
2: elitists though have always ridic, ridiculous. What am I ridiculed. saying? Ridiculed. Yeah. Thank ridiculed. you. That <laughs> newspaper. But it's all right. You yeah. know, it's, I haven't seen one it, in years. Kind of generic. and I, I safe. Used
3: to, I used to get one every day, but then I just stopped. I don't know why. So. The best part about
0: it is a, a story about impeachment process, for example, yeah. will be four paragraphs. And you yeah. feel
3: like you're pretty well educated.
0: <laughs> yes. yeah. You got every Right to the chase. I've been following it. Yeah, 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 Let's go. go.
3: I, I like it. It may take them a couple of years, they said, but uh, the print part of the paper uh, will no longer exist that at that noise. point. Yeah. The print part is going and, away? Yeah. Yes. They're the, pulling the that. print version. A suspect who carried a $20,000 Salvador Dali painting out of a San Francisco art gallery while it was open, and the director who was present is being sought by police. The painting is called Surrealistic Bullfight, Burning Giraffe. It was stole Sunday from the Dennis Ray Fine Art. The gallery's co-owner, David Shock told NBC News on Tuesday it's worth about twenty grand. According to the San Francisco Police Department, it was taken sometime between 4.40 and 5.45 in the afternoon. Security footage showed a man carrying a large frame on Gary Boulevard toward Union Square. Gallery doesn't lock up its art, so the suspect just grabbed it off the wall and walked out. Jacques said it happened very quickly. The director was speaking with other customers at the time of the theft.
2: You like Salvador Dali, Joe? Nope. Yeah, me neither.
0: See the guy with the eyeball coming out of a clock, or yeah, it's, a yeah, clock it's, coming uh, out of your eyeball. The melty ridiculous. looking clock. I like you know parks, parks and trees and streams
1: stuff like that. I like Jackson Pollock. I like I, stuff
0: I can understand. I don't.
1: You don't want it to be uh, blurry or no, impressionist. I don't like blurry. I don't, yeah. like blurry. I don't think Joe would like uh, Pollock. No, no, you're, you. Know,
0: know. I know Jackson Pollock. I know. I like it. You I don't do? like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't he? Who's the guy that did the gas station at night?
1: Are you talking like?
0: Norman Rockwell
2: or something. No, no. Paul, the Pollock's
0: art.
3: the guy that threw stuff at through.
0: Oh, I don't at like the that. Canvas. No, you can't throw stuff at a canvas. No, his
2: canvas was like eight feet tall by twenty long, yeah. and he just he
0: took um, sticks full of paint and yeah. just. No, I don't like that. I, never mind. I, I'm well, confusing him with the guy who painted the gas station. Mitchell night.
1: freefield No oil painting. Good night, gas station. Is there a picture of it there? Yeah, but I don't know which one you're talking about.
0: Uh, it's this one, I think. This one? No, it's it's Customers at the Counter of a Cafe or
1: something. Oh, that's a different title. He's a
0: famous guy, uh, but I'm not enough uh, up on the art world to remember so you his name. So
2: like, you just like cracker
3: art, basically. Yeah, basically square white people. Yeah. yeah, square yeah. white people. Kenny, did yeah. you see the movie about Pollock at Harris? Oh, yeah. Well, a, a number film. of times. Great yeah. Film. Even, yeah. Even if you don't like his art. Oh, I really love his art. Movie. And yeah. yeah, that was a good movie. Very tormented. Mm hmm. The concept of using an elevator. To travel from Earth to space has been around. Just a minute, John. Yes. Google famous painting of
0: customers in a cafe at night. Okay, John. And there's a lot
3: of takeoffs on that painting, too, right? Yeah. You you know the one I'm talking about. I do, but there's uh, the takeoffs I see more often where they'll have Bogart and Ellis Presley and John Lennon all sitting at the counter instead of the people who are It sounds incredibly pedestrian to me.
0: (laughs) It's not. It's just fantastic. I just wish I could remember his name. The concept. (laughs) Unlike when we were broadcasting live, I don't have a computer in front of me because I would have found this by now. That's true. Yeah. Go ahead,
3: John. Const- Elevator to the moon, huh? Elevator to uh, space. Yeah, that's been around. I'm not getting on it. That's been around for a while. Okay. The concept since 1959. Uh, Russian engineer Yuri Artsenunov, uh came up with the idea. Now it may be closer to reality. Where would you go? Well, the idea is relatively simple. A cable is stretched from a satellite counterweight above the geosynchronous orbit, where it's attached to a floating anchor system at the equator. The cord is able to stand up on its own by centrifugal force allowing a car to travel along the cable right from Earth to a space station. NASA and space agencies in Japan and China have been working on this version of an elevator for years. The Obayashi Corporation has promised to have its version up and running by 2050, estimated to cost $90 billion. I think that's cheap for an elevator into space. I wonder how long it would take. That's what I kept trying to find with this story, but it wouldn't say how fast you get there. Because that'd be a long elevator ride. It would. Too long for me, John. I I would think so. The problem uh, is the cable because they're worried about all the space junk. absolutely. Space junk hitting it.
0: Thank
2: you very much. Breaking news, really not uh, a big deal, especially traffic-related on a podcast. But (laughs) I find it amazing that right now, on a beautiful sunny day, we have two fatal crashes in the works on the Twin Cities Freeway System, one on 55 uh, down in Rosemont. And the other on Northbound 52 at Plato. Two fatals, right? Beautiful, beautiful day. That's a damn shame. Put your phone down,
0: people. And as listeners uh, listen to this podcast, they'll be screaming at me the name of the artist I can't
3: think of.
1: Can't find it, quick? No, the only thing that is overriding is Nighthawks. But that's the diner. That's not uh, the yeah. gas station. Oh. <laughs> Nighthawks at the diner. Does it uh, say an artist? 49. Uh, Edward Nine. Hopper.
0: Well, that's what I'm thinking of. It's Edward Hopper.
1: But that's not a gas station. Oh, is it Cafe? Yeah.
0: Okay, I said Cafe. Oh, said cafe. oh okay. I was looking for Gas. Right. Edward Hopper. That's Look what I was thinking
1: about. of. Thank yeah, you. 1942. John and I yeah. are going to be
0: singing Tom for, <laughs> the for the rest of the day. Edward Hopper. I know.
1: What's <laughs> it called? Nighthawks? Nighthawks. 19 oil on canvas painting by Edward Hopper that portrays people in a downtown diner late at night as viewed to the diner's large glass window hauntingly beautiful it, that is a good picture that it is very famous it's not meaning. a picture matt yeah, it's, it's a painting it's, it's a painting kind picture. of
2: pedestrian
3: it's very
1: cliche i love, it. I
0: love we, it
3: we'd call that basic very basic i think it's
1: cliche now because everybody's taken done their own version right but when it was it's first like done. dogs playing poker yeah, exactly. this what one is. has let's see <laughs> kenny is at the counter uh, Reavers is the bartender <laughs> Johnny Heights in the corner with his guitar and it looks like Joe is leaving.
2: Yeah, on his he's way not, out. I exactly am. Am. As, As a matter of said, fact, I am.
1: <laughs> 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 yes. All right. That is garagelogic.com. That's where you can find all the podcast info you can handle, including the bonus Monday Night Sports Talk podcast that was released last Monday. Check it out, garagelogic.com. We also have an, events com- an event coming up at Jack's Cafe, October 28th. Find out more information at garagelogic.com. Click on the events page to find out how you can register for that podcast broadcast. We'll catch you next time.
6: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts.